In Matthew chapter 4, the devil spoke to Jesus. He brought Jesus three temptations. And every time he brought Jesus a temptation, Jesus countered with the word of God. This is our example for dealing with destructive thoughts and taking thoughts captive. Matthew chapter 4 Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus suffered every temptation that we suffer. Therefore, he is able to assist us when we are tempted. Verse 2, And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse 5. Then the devil taketh Jesus up unto the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, Cast thyself down, for it is written. Now the devil is going to use scripture against Jesus. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. So the devil can quote scripture to us to try to get us to do something. Verse 7, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 8, Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth Jesus, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. In Luke chapter 4, at the end of the accounting of this temptation, we read, And then the devil left Jesus for a season. I know a woman who wants permanent solutions to problems. 
that the devil will never tempt her again. Hey, that won't happen until the end of the world when everything is destroyed and God deals with devils. You have to take every thought captive. You have to deal in a spiritual way with these destructive thoughts. When a destructive thought comes to me, I often first turn to God with it and say, what about this? What about this thought? And God brings me usually a scripture, bringing it to my mind by the Holy Spirit, and that takes care of that destructive thought. When I was approximately 81, just all of a sudden, I was bombarded with destructive thoughts. What will happen to you if you get to where you can't walk? If you can't walk, you can't live here. You'll have to go to an assisted living home. What will you do then? What will happen to you? I was just like I was hit on one side and another side of the head and another side just boom, 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 boom. And I couldn't do anything but just cry out, God, help me. And I heard this scripture. God will supply all your need. Oh, yes, that's right. God will supply all my need. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil with that which God gives you. He will flee from you. I didn't hear any more and haven't heard any more so far from that devil that was trying to destroy me that day. First pray. Help me. Depend on God to bring you exactly what you need. And he will. God gives us counsel all the time by the Holy Spirit, showing us options where we could do one thing or we could do another thing. God always wants for us an abundant life. Devils want to make us fearful and afraid to spend that money and make us fearful. And they still kill and destroy. Jesus came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. I believe that's John 10.10. The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus says, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, here's an example of that. In this situation, I was somewhere in my early 80s when this happened. I was looking at my old car and thinking, I believe I might have new upholstery put on the front seat of my 25-year-old car. Instantly, I heard the following in this tone of voice. Or you could just buy a new car. And I thought about it, and I said, well, I could buy a new car. I hadn't thought of that. I'd sold my house in Texas. The money was just sitting in the bank. I could easily buy a car and pay cash for it. 
which is the only way I would buy a car because God taught me a long time ago, get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I've lived that way since the 1970s. If I didn't have the money to pay for it, I didn't buy it. And that includes cars and houses. I rented an apartment until I had the money to pay for a house in cash, no mortgage. That's the way God taught me to live. So I could buy a new car. God, through the Holy Spirit, was making it where I would have a more abundant life. My car was 25 years old at the time this happened. I have found that God usually speaks giving me options. And the voice of the Holy Spirit that brings the thought will often be like this. Or you could just buy a new car. The devil will be pushing and fearful. If you don't do this now, you better do this now. You've got to do it right now. There's a complete difference in the voice of God and the voice of devils. Now, of course, our own flesh can enter in with our own opinion. But it's always God who has the best plan. God's joke is easy, his burden is light. Matthew chapter 11. The wisdom that's from above is first pure, gentle, easy to be entreated, without partiality, without hypocrisy. That's in James 3.17. If there's any envy or strife, there will be confusion and every evil work. James chapter 3, the first part of the chapter. We're told exactly how to recognize the plans that are of God and from God. And we're told to believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. For many false prophets are come out into the world. That's First um, John 4. Try the spirits. How do you try a spirit? Well, John definitely gives us one way to try the spirit, and it's just simply, do you confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? And many times when I've tried a spirit, I will hear, no. If that makes you nervous to do John chapter 4, there are other ways to go about it, trying the Spirit. Does it line up with the Word of God? Is it God's plan for you? Pray and ask God to establish your thoughts, to cause you to be stable on that subject, what you should do, to confirm it to you. These are just Simple, basic rules on following God. Please look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Start at verse 3, go through verse 5. For though we walk in the flesh, like ordinary human beings, we don't war after the flesh. 
And what does that mean? Well, some people, in order to deal with destructive thoughts, they just want to forget the thought. They'll go to a bar and drink, or they will go shopping, or clean out closets to forget the negative thought they've had. That's not a spiritual way to deal with a negative thought. If you have a negative thought, a fearful thought, turn to God in prayer immediately. There was a woman in our church group, and she thought her husband was having an affair. And she told me about it. Now, I'm sure it was in her heart that she thought that. But then later she said she didn't think it was. She had taken in some kind of fearful thought. She didn't sound too stable. What you need to do if you have that thought come, what about this, God? What about this thought? I've just had a thought that my husband might be having an affair. What do you say? What is your thinking on it? Stabilize me, please, and help me. So though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. We don't use fleshly things to forget negative thoughts. Matter of fact, shine a light on them. Bring them to the surface. Talk to God about it. Devils like to bring you a negative thought, a fearful thought, and then dart away and hide. Sometimes those thoughts come so fast that you're barely aware you've even had that thought. Stay alert. You have to stay sober. Be sober. Be alert. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may destroy. Submit to God. Ask him. Wait on his answer. Have faith in God. Put your faith in God. Every time we pray, we put our faith in God. If you run next door and talk to your neighbor about the fearful thought, you're putting your faith in the neighbor. Put your faith in God. He knows past, present, future. He knows the truth. I had some a problem recently with a woman in our church group. She just kind of went crazy. She was all of a sudden speaking a doctrine of salvation by works. She was pleading for her husband's salvation by telling God what a good guy he was. This is salvation by works. Instead, she needed to plead with God by reminding God of the dream she had where her husband was reading Bible. She should have prayed to God this way. I believe my husband will be saved because you gave me a dream showing him reading the Bible. I'm not entertaining any other thought about this subject other than what you've shown me. Now that prayer works. You see that all through the Bible, where the individuals in the Old Testament especially pleaded with God by saying, you told me you would protect me. What 
God has said to you about the matter at hand. That works. And you can't hope to believe something. You either believe it or you don't. Believing the word of God on the subject at hand, that is so critical. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. If some thought comes to you, if a devil sends a thought to you, it's going to be opposite to the will of God for you. It's going to be opposite from what will happen. Because the devil is a liar and there's no truth in him. John chapter 8, 44, that's what Jesus says. The devil is a liar and there is no truth in him. And he speaketh a lie. There's no truth in him. These are fundamental things about devils and God, which you have to know. Who gives that spirit of fear? Is it God who leads you by a spirit of fear? Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Paul says, God hath not given us a spirit of fear. So who gives it? Your own flesh might. A neighbor might. Television news most certainly will, if you allow it. But mostly it's devils bringing thoughts to you to steal, kill, and destroy. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, I believe. Now, you can't afford to daydream and fall asleep and escape your troubles the way of the world and try not to think about them. You hit them head on, and you hit them in a spiritual way. And that's what I'm speaking to you right now how to attack your problems in a spiritual way. Read the writing attached to this, and also tomorrow, maybe I'll give another podcast on this subject, expanding it even more. But right now, you need to deal with what you have inside you. This morning, I was talking with Pam Paget, and I told her that I was going to make this podcast on the subject of taking thoughts captive and dealing with destructive thoughts. And I was starting with the subject of dealing with fear. And I said, have you had any fears lately that you're dealing with? And she thought of one, and then she thought of another. When they come to surface... You need to take each one to God in prayer. I'm going to recommend 
that you sit down after this podcast and just face it head on with God in prayer, asking him to remind you of fears that you have, and then use Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and deal directly with that fear. Deal. Paul says, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. The minute a concern surfaces in our life, we should instantly begin praying. We should instantly do what Paul says in Philippians 4, 6. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God on this matter. So take the exact problem to God. Talk to him about this problem. I did that the other day very strongly on this subject of this woman in our church group where there was a problem. And I didn't know what the problem was. I turned to God and I said, you've got to help me with this. I don't know what her problem is. I don't know the source of it. I don't know what's going on. And I even told God, I said, now I'm in no position to do a recording or writing or any work of the ministry until this gets resolved and I hear from you. And God showed me something directly instantly. He said to me, she has the same problem you had before you were born again and before the Holy Spirit cast devils out of you. And I said, oh, yeah, because the Holy Spirit cast three devils out of me when I was a new Christian. Devils are in this woman. And they hide and they sneak around and they tell her things that are not right. And all of a sudden she explodes. She explodes sometimes against Scripture. And then when I give her the Scripture, I've seen her just get calm and quiet. She didn't think of that. Devils are doing this in her. That's what God showed me. And I know it well because I went through it myself. Jesus went through every temptation. So he is able to help us. But you can't hide it. You've got to take it to God head on, just you and God. Say, this is troubling me. What do I do about this? Thank you for letting me share this with you today.